Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to another LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to uncover some of the hidden treasures of leadership acumen within our network. And um, we're going to do that again today. We have Dave Manishin. He is the lead pastor of Bridge Church in Mesonette, Alberta. That's actually the church that Val and I used to lead back in the day. And uh, he's also the president of the Evangelical Association of Medicine Hat and also a post that I used to have. So very cool to talk to Dave today. We got a lot in common. So this is a real treat, Dave, to be able to chat with you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So good to be here. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to have a great discussion. And I I wanted just to start off, you know, I, I obviously know a bit of your journey. Um, you used to, you were actually youth pastor. We were on staff together and that's really cool. But some things have happened since then. And mm-hmm. um, maybe give us a little bit of your journey to where Bridge Church is today. You have a unique focus. Obviously, um, you're really trying to, and I, I say unique because every church should be focused on reaching the lost and trying to help people find Jesus who are far away from God. But there's a particular focus your church has and kind of a, an ethos. And I wonder if you just share maybe a bit of your journey that got you and shy to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny that you say uh, youth pastor with you. Cause I actually remember the conversation uh, sitting down at Tim Hortons in medicine hat here when you said, Hey, we are thinking of st- taking a step of faith and we want to bring you on part-time. And uh, now I look back and I'm just like, man, what, uh, what a journey uh, that started in that moment, um, so you know, cool. with you and Val. So, um, awesome. well, thank, thanks, Ian. Uh, big thanks uh, to even being able to be on the podcast here. I uh, just want to just brag on you and Val for a brief moment and just say, uh, you know, I know in my life specifically, I got to work with you right here in, in the city at uh, church together. Uh, and so thanks for being such a great uh, role model, great leader, great spiritual father, uh, even for myself and shy. And, uh, you know, um, just honestly, just a, a someone I want to be like when I grow up, if I can say it like that. So um, oh, that's all. thank you. That's yeah, very honoring of you. Absolutely. You. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so for, for us as a church, um, as, as you know, you've stated, uh, you were, you were in the, in the lead role here, uh, up until 2011. And then, uh, after that, uh, Richard and Margaret clock came, took over the lead role. Um, little did we know that it was only for a period of three years and, uh, looking back their whole kind of goal for coming here, uh, was to basically raise up, uh, Shyla and myself, or I guess, finish raising up the, the, the work that you and Val had started, uh, with us. And, and so, yeah, right. Uh, three years, well, actually a year and a half into it, he was asking Dave, what do you think lead role? And I was like, man, I remember seeing Ian in the lead role. I see you in the lead role and no, thanks, not for me. Um, and so it was just one of those things where I was just, I was happy being, um, you know, just in that second role, uh, with you and then with Richard and, uh, at any rate, um, God always has different plans for us than we uh, like to think. He does. And, and so 
Um, but interestingly enough, actually, at the same time he began asking me, we had begun discussion as church leadership and just thinking like, can we do church different uh, to reach people the, that were the reach the people that we're not reaching? And so, uh, you know, as a core team, we already began discussing like, what could that look like? How could, what changes could we make and whatnot? And uh, long story short, we got tied in with uh, a church in Lethbridge that really was kind of like living this new focus that we wanted to do. And that was just simply put as we wanted to be a church that unchurched people or de-church people would love to attend. Um, and so basically the, the gist of it in my heart, as, as opposed, you know, or in regards to a shift of vision or a shift of methodology, I guess, in church was going to a service in Lethbridge, uh, Victory Church in Lethbridge there, and, and literally just kind of seeing and watching and experiencing a church service at which at the end of it, um, the pastor got up, Pastor Kelly is his name, got up and gave the gospel away. And 13 hands went up. I was sitting at the back, you know, we were there in kind of an observatory role. And, you know, we had already talked with the pastors and stuff. And I remember looking up and I remember counting the hands 13. And, you know, and I was just like, wow, that's, that's tremendous. You know, I mean, not to say we've never done that at our church, but it was just never a consistent thing. Right. And uh, anyhow, Afterwards, we ended up going out for lunch uh, with uh, with Pastor Kelly and Joy Lynn and, you know, some of the other pastors. And uh, I remember, you know, kind of just sitting there with my arms crossed, you know, kind of thinking like, well, we're called to make disciples, not converts. And so my question is like, what now? Right. That's great. You had 13 people respond to the gospel. And he began he began to just tell me the process and he says, well, right now, you know, after service, uh, my administrator compiles any cards that are given in, you know, he says, we don't really count hands. We only count the cards because you can't respond with a hand. Right. And, um, you know, I'm not making this up. No word of lie. He's telling me this process and his phone chimes as we're sitting in, I think it was Earl's in Lethbridge. And uh, he says, Oh yeah, there it is. And he holds up his phone to me and he's scrolling and there's 12 names of people that have given their hearts to Jesus. And I remember in, in Earl's, I'm, I start weeping at this. Cause I'm just wow. like, I've always known I've been like more of an evangelist than anything else, more even than a pastor. And uh, anyhow, it was just that aha moment of just like, you know, not, I want to do that. Like I have to do that, you know, similar to the Jesus, like, didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? Mm, and that's, that's when it hit me. And so, um, that was, that was on a Sunday, uh, Mondays are our day off. And I, I busted into pastor Richard's office on Tuesday. And I said, Hey, you've been asking me if I want to take the lead role and yes. And I want to start tomorrow. You know, and it wasn't like a, a like a, a pride thing. It was just literally just like I was so invigorated to, you know, not just change church, but reach the lost and make that our primary focus. And so that was 2014. We took over the lead role. And from then on, we just started to see salvations and baptisms and, wow, so you know, realistically just being willing willing to mess with I guess what was traditional in my heart what I was used to what I even I preferred you know as a, in regards to a normal Sunday morning church service but really speaking the vision and catering and building that around the idea of what would an unchurched person 
somebody like literally with no church background, what would they feel comfortable with on a Sunday morning? So that when we give the gospel away, they're not like on edge. They're actually like relaxed. They're in a place of like, this is, this is good. These people care about me. It's not weird. It's I, I can fit in. I'm not judged. Uh, their, their sign says no perfect people. So right off really the bat, like that, I know Dave. that That's I, a great I, I'm allowed in, you know? And so, yeah, honestly, it's, uh, it's been one heck of a journey, uh, with many ups and many downs, but, um, you know, I just think of some of the people's names, some of the people that I've been able to, to meet and, and see come into abundant life, you know, with Jesus. And it's just like, man, so so very blessed yeah no that, that's exciting and you've you know over time i've i've heard some of those stories from you and some of them are are just they're just all very very exciting even even your uh the area you live in the city the, mm-hmm. the, the cul-de-sac not cul-de-sac yeah. but your street yeah, in right cul-de-sac yeah uh, in our little court here yeah 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 so you you've just there's just kind of a, a, a culture, right, that, that's been created to just reach out and not only in your services, but beyond your services. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess what I wanted to know is, what do you think are some of the biggest keys um, that you found for being a church where, you know, unbelievers feel welcome, you know, their real needs are being met? And what are some things you've done to kind of maybe remove some barriers for them to engage? I'm just curious, kind of, what that culture looks like for you like practically i guess you mean um yeah you know it was again like like for myself and my wife you know and and you know I, like so we we took over and then we honestly we actually initiated change pretty instantaneously um to which like i joke about i say you know what like we inherited a church of about 100 people and we grew it down to 50 fairly fast um, you know, but honestly, that in itself was one of the biggest barriers in being willing and, and hear my heart, like, it's not like I don't care about the people that were in our church, because I do and, and we, we grieved and it hurt and it sucked. But being, I guess, willing to hold uh, our church with an open hand, in a sense to say, God, if this is the vision you've given us, then we're, we're all in. We are going to propel forward in this. And even to the point of having to be okay with, you know, if I could do the quotes, like church people leaving and, you know, and again, like I can't think of anybody in the church that kind of left, you know, when we took over that, that just left and quit church in general, they all went and plugged into different churches in medicine hat, which is totally fine. Right. Um, But even that in itself, letting go of that barrier of just thinking like it's just all about uh, butts in the seats, you know, and, uh, you know, and and a big part of it, too, is just preaching vision and preaching like, hey, this is what we want to do. This is who we want to be. Um, And, you know, realistically looking at like the idea that we can't just have a vision. We have to have a culture that matches the vision. Right. Right. I, I think it was Stanley said culture will trump vision every time. Right. And so. We just started, uh, you know, honestly, I, I can think of uh, one particular story where, you know, we just really were pushing this idea of like, we want it to be something that your unchurched neighbor that doesn't have time for Jesus, that doesn't have time for anything but themselves, we want them to be able to come in here and not feel weird. 
Do you know, uh, I think far too often, you know, I grew up in a church environment, you know, uh, long before ever coming to Medicine Hat that I look back and I'm like, man, I would have never invited, <laughs> Do you know, friends, because they would have looked and they would have just been like eyes wide open, like what's going on, you know, and, and, uh, and so I just remember specifically kind of preaching this and, and I had one lady and, you know, we used to have people that would, you know, like wave the banners and the flags and kind of that stuff in, in church, which is, again, what I grew up with, I was used to, but, you know, being willing to, I guess, personally kind of let that go. And I remember I didn't even preach like against that. I wasn't saying, I was just talking about how we wanted to make it nice and open and welcome. And I had a lady that come up and she says, Hey Dave, I, I, I really love to, you know, uh, worship with my flag. Um, but I also understand that wow. somebody that doesn't do church, that's amazing that they would probably be weirded out with that. And so is there a church that you would recommend that I could do this without weirding people out? And I helped her find a new church and really? it was, wow. yeah, you know, and, and so it was just like, um, it was okay because I know she's still plugged in. I know that she's, you know, like being discipled and, and, and growing in community and, and she, she took it upon herself. Do you know what I mean? To say like, Hey, my preference of church isn't necessarily the vision of what you guys are doing, right. but I realize and I see the value in you wanting to reach people who don't yeah. do church, you know? And so, I mean, you know, I guess short of just letting go of barriers in my own life, even in my wife's, you know, uh, core ministry being music and very prophetically driven uh, worship and, you know, even her just having a conversation with God where he just said, would you, would you lay that down if it meant for one person to come to know me? Do you know? And so between the two of us, we were just like, well, not just the two, but like our entire team, we were just like all on board with like moving towards this idea of reaching unchurched yeah. people. And well, so, so, I mean, what, I, and, and that's really, that's really something, even that woman, her response. I mean, obviously there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that, no, that can be a way that people are worshiping Absolutely. the Lord. And yep. obviously you, you feel there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I get what you're saying. Yep. Like you're just saying in the context of who you're trying to reach and bring in, you're trying to remove any kind of things that might be not understood or yep. confusing yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even one, you know, that we both grew up with, um, you know, was just the, the prophetic movement on a, on a Sunday morning, you know, in a service. Right. And so one thing we really had to kind of, I, I don't want to say come to terms with, but try to figure out how we could still be prophetically driven, but it not be, you know, like somebody from the front saying, thus saith the Lord, you know, and it being like a very timely prophetic word, maybe for three people, but not for the entire church. And so, you know, we began to implement just natural prophetic, right? Rather than a thus saith the Lord type thing, it'd be um, just before service, after service, those that are, you know, prophetically gifted, just to, just to talk with people, you know, and just, you know, for instance, like Ian, man, I just, I see it all over you, your leadership. I mean, you're just a, like a stellar guy, you're integral, you're humble. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. the, in the same way that's being prophetic, but it's just doing it a more in a more of a, a natural way mm -hmm. that, you know, um, because honestly, I mean, I, I, I grew up in, in a very charismatic church, spiritually grew up in a charismatic church. And, uh, you know, some of those kind of things might scare somebody away, 
you know? Um, yeah. And so just being willing, I guess, you know, for us just to let go of our, our preconceived ideas of how things should operate. And, you know, even, even honestly, even putting God in a box to say that he only operates, he only shows up after the the fifth song in worship yeah, or you know yeah, like that's right that kind of thing right yeah and so you know those i guess maybe to answer those are some of the barriers i think that you know and again honestly just personally they were more barriers within our own preference and with our own kind of like upbringing uh, than necessarily barriers that we were telling the church that they needed to let go of, sure. you know? So, yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. No, I like that. And I think, you know, like when you mentioned about the prophetic and, and uh, you know, having that shared, I think it's, it's good. I think it's good to explain that anyway, if, if you did have a word yeah. in church, whatever, it's always yeah. good to explain the background of what that is. Cause there's yeah. people that might be there that don't have never heard that before. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. no, I, that, that sounds really good. And you've seen, um, obviously a lot of fruit from that um you've seen people mm -hmm. on sundays you've had a lot of people who have you know yeah. committed yeah. and lots of baptisms and so um mm -hmm. you've seen growth and you've seen your church grow over the years and yeah and that's exciting yeah and i and i know that i think that the one thing i would just say like i know within our network and this is the beauty of life links is that we're no one style like there's no Mm -hmm. uh you you can't point and say that's a lifelinks church that's what a lifelinks church looks like we actually yeah. have just a diversity of different styles of churches based yeah. on god's call and based on the leaders and what god mm -hmm. is doing and mm -hmm. i think that that's great like honestly i uh and i think there's probably others who are listening to this podcast who uh who might be you know really curious about what you've done and what you're you know how god has kind of geared you towards reaching the loss through your church. So I, I'm excited for them and I'm excited for you. So thanks for sharing that. You know, there's yeah. something else. There's another kind of arm to, to what you're doing. And this is actually, um, I think has been there for a while, the, the community care, the, the aspect of wanting to, you know, part of what I've seen, not, not only just speaking, preaching the word of God on Sundays and preaching the gospel on Sundays, but being in the community and serving and loving people and building that bridge so that you can carry the love yeah. of Jesus and the good news to them. Right. And I think that's something you've been doing for years. I mean, I've been watching, you know, uh, how you guys have uh, done your, um, your Christmas. What, what's the Christmas? Yeah. The, uh, well, we partner with the operation Christmas child, right. The, to provide uh, all those. Uh, the shoe boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you've, you've done like lots of those, like mm. uh, hundreds of those every year in the past. And then, uh, other ways you serve the community and there's a new one now it's called yep. um my city care and my city care yeah and that's something i think you as as we do the podcast i think you've got a new another event coming up in a couple of days if I remember. we do yeah. yeah yeah so maybe tell us about that because that that's something that's not only engaging your church in meeting needs in the community but it's also engaging other churches too so maybe share about that yeah um so Obviously, just like you said, it's it's really been a heart of our church. Uh, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, as a church, we wanted to do three things or three things. We wanted to do Sunday mornings well. We want to do small groups well, and we want to serve well. 
Um, and so, you know, it's always been kind of a heart to like be thinking outside of ourselves, uh, whether it's, you know, and I mean, this even goes back to when you were here. It's just, I think it's a core part of Bridge Church and just helping people just demographically, you know, where we're located, we have a tremendous opportunity with numerous different kind of, uh, you know, people that would show up, um, uh, single moms and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And so, started with the shoe boxes really when when we took over uh and yeah we saw i think we've saw seen over 1100 shoe boxes packed uh and sent you know with uh with uh, samaritan's purse and so but so probably about six months ago i just really began to pray like god just give us like something that we can do that would be like our cause you know what i mean like that people could really get behind you know and uh and we we have always kind of thought of like not diluting do you know what i mean and 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 like with so many different arms of something and whatnot and so anyhow lo and behold i get an email or a facebook message actually from a friend um at another church that says hey we started this thing called my city care five years ago and it has just been an absolute uh tremendous like amazing opportunity to love on your community and so I had seen it before, you know, uh, like signs and, you know, advertisements for it and stuff. But anyhow, after really looking into it, it was just like, oh, God, this is this is it. This is what we can do. And and the whole heart of my city care is all based around Matthew 25, right? The sheep and the goats, uh, you know, where he says, it, you, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me and and so on. And so um we kicked it off in February. We just decided let's do it. Uh, what was great is uh, My City Care as an organization already has all the infrastructure for different initiatives, whether uh, the one, as you mentioned, this coming weekend is a street store. And so we've been collecting basically just clothes, um, good use clothing uh, and food. And so on, on Saturday, we'll have uh, probably, we've already done one. We did one at the end of March and we had about 130 families come through. Amazing. That's uh, a lot. <laughs> and just make, make use of the free clothes. We handed out 150 food hampers. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's happening uh, again this, this Saturday here, uh, this week. And what's really great is the momentum like it, it's, you know, I mean, you could have the, the, the slickest church advertising campaign, right. About getting people to your church and all that, but realistically it might not pick up a ton of traction just because people are like, well, they just, they just want me in their church. Right. And so we decided, well, we're going to push like hard on this idea of just loving one another, you know, the John uh, 1334, just love one another as I have loved you. And you know, and it has gotten so much traction within our city. We've had like uh, the newspaper, we've had uh, local uh, TV uh, do a, a few interviews uh, on some of the different projects, whether it's the street store. Uh, we do another one called the Cinderella Project, which is basically just providing uh, graduates that wouldn't normally have the funds to, you know, have like a beautiful grad dress or tuxedo and get hair and makeup and photography and limousine service. And it's basically, it's all provided for free. What an awesome uh, thing. Wow. It's, it's tremendous, you know, and, and here's the great thing too, is, I mean, sure. It's going to cost a little bit of money out of, you know, a church budget, but the response from our community has been like, uh, like simply amazing. 
Like it, you know, in terms of outfitting grads, like it's not going to cost us anything. We've got photographers that are reaching out to us. We've got makeup artists. We've got uh, hairdressers, uh, limousine, you know, like all these places that are saying, hey, we're, we're in. We'll partner with you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, My City Care is just kind of this umbrella that just kind of manages it all. And same thing with the street store. We have churches reaching out to us. In fact, the one this week isn't on our property. It's another church in town, a Lutheran church that said, we love it. Can we That's host exciting. one? Right. And, and so they're recruiting volunteers and our church has got volunteers and my city care, even just volunteers from within the community. And so it's this massive conglomerate of people that just simply say, we want to help people. So how, and uh, yeah. yeah. So how's that been like with, uh, with other churches then you do mention, like, have you had a number then of yeah, other churches? Yeah. Yeah, we've had it. Well, I mean, we can only do so many uh, of the street stores just based on what clothing has been donated and food hampers and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, like we have probably, uh, you know, not just churches, the the mustard seed in town uh, said we'd love to do an event on our property, uh, same type of thing. Uh, and so, you know, Lord willing, we'll hopefully do, you know, I don't know, two or three over the two or three more over the summer um of just loving on people that's so you know? good and yeah yeah and so it's uh it's awesome honestly like i remember after our first street store it was on a saturday and i got up on the sunday and again i'm a crier but i just started <laughs> weeping and i said guys that was church yeah. like if if we could do that like i would i would gladly trade it in uh, wow. in a, in a second to That's say, so let's, let's just be that, you know, I like it. Um, yeah, I really like that mindset that you just shared because, um, you know, we think of church and we can get stuck on it being a gathering or a service, right? That's church. And, mm -hmm. you know, we look at scripture, really those gatherings were to be, they were kind of catalytic for the church to go into the community. They were, they were times yeah. of strengthening, encouraging, and then, the church went out and and touched the world right and so yeah. I, I i like it because what i hear from you is that's that's the mindset Let, let's go out and be the church but on the other hand those gatherings are also an opportunity to be the church to those who don't know jesus so you're yeah you're trying in both ways right to, mm -hmm. to to do that so that's exciting dave what are some of the tangible you know, um, things you're seeing so far from my city care, like, um, you know, is there, is there anything that any stories you've heard so far? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, when, when you think of that, I guess that question, right. A lot of times, you know, and, and again, cause I'm an evangelist. I, I mean, I want to see people come into abundant life, uh, with Jesus. And, and so I guess even just kind of removing, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but just like, like removing the why behind my city care, do you know? Um, because I know in in all my and not that I've been in ministry a long time, but like in my years of ministry, um, it, there's always kind of been this thing of like, well, well, we do this so that we can, I guess, tell people about Jesus, or right. so that we can kind of see that that tangible exchange of like, we care for you so that we can see you come into light, you know. And and again, that's not that's it's not wrong, but it's, you know, for, for us or for myself, you know, really, I guess, laying that down, you know, cause when I read Matthew 25, 
you know, Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. He didn't say, when I was hungry, you fed me and invited me to church. Or when I was hungry, you fed me and you gave the gospel away, you know? Um, I honestly, I really think that that is the gospel, right? Is just, you know, again, like John 13, 34, this new command I give you, just, just love one another, right? And, you know, and I know that I'm, I guess, maybe very biased on that. Like, I, I would lean way more on that side, um, which is weird, because again, I, I love giving away the gospel. I mean, on a Sunday, that's, that's what it's all about for me is seeing that hand go up and reading that card at the end of service, right? But you know, really just going into these events, these things, like even with the grads and stuff, it's like, we're not outfitting you so that you say yes to Jesus. We're outfitting you because we want to show you Jesus. Yes, that's, you know, and, and, and really just, I guess, just simply loving on people. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when you, when you ask like, what are the tangible, I mean, not to say we haven't seen, you know, fruit, we've seen you know, volunteers link arms. We've seen, you know, uh, I, I can specifically think of this one uh, instance at the end of our first street store, this lady came up and you could visibly tell that she was, you know, using drugs and, and quite high. And she said, I just, I need shoes. And the problem was, is it was past the closing time. And so everything was already packed up. And I remember seeing this uh, volunteer, um, you know, who, ironically just gave her life to the Lord, you know, a a few, maybe nine months before she was just baptized in November and she was volunteering at this event. And she saw this lady and she says, what size your feet? And uh, she runs back into the building and literally goes through the boxes of everything that's already been packed up and packs up a box, brings it out to this lady. Everything's already packed up and she sits down with her and she begins to find her pairs of shoes. <laughs> and so this, this, this drug addict lady that was there walked away with three new pairs of shoes and left her old ratty boots there and said, would you guys have use for these or, or just throw them out? You know, and I was just like, it's amazing, man, that, that That's is the powerful. heart of it Jesus, yeah. you know, and the fact that it was being carried out by somebody who a year ago didn't know the Lord, or do you know what I mean? Like didn't have that real abundant life relationship with Jesus to be the one that was like, Hey, like you matter. Do you know? Um, I just, I actually took a picture of it. They're leaning up against the trailer. And uh, I just, to me, it was just like that. So that, I mean, those types of stories, do you know, of, uh, of just seeing the gospel like lived. And, and another big thing is just, uh, you know, again, I already mentioned it, just the unity that we're seeing, you know, uh, amongst the churches, amongst, uh, you know, different volunteers, uh, whatever church they're from, you know, are, are just simply saying, hey, here's an avenue that I can serve. Here's an avenue that I can, like, kind of give back. And, yeah. and so, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is awesome, Dave. And I see two things in that. I see one like you said, you know, and I, 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 I get it. Often in the past, we've attached events or serve opportunities to, mm-hmm. you know, the only way we measure the fruit is did somebody give their life to Jesus? Well, to be honest, um, that's a tough thing, right? To, to mm-hmm. gauge. I mean, it can take a lot of relationship, a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, I like what yeah. you're saying. Let's take the strings off. 
uh, we're just going to love on you. We're just going to mm-hmm. show Jesus to you. We're going to trust the Holy Spirit to use that yeah, exactly. to draw you closer to himself. And hopefully mm-hmm. when you're closer, we'll be, yep. we or someone will be there to yep. share with you the truth and help you come in. I, I really like that mindset. I also like the mindset of the different churches working together because I think it's the same principle. Um, church is willing to let go of needing to have the fruit, right? I think if we all can say, hey, we're going to serve this, we're going to, you know, but wherever the fruit lands, like if different yeah. churches see people come to Jesus because of this, or our church does, like, I mm-hmm. love that mindset, because mm-hmm. that's kingdom, and God can bless that, so good, yeah. good stuff, Dave, like, this yeah. is very exciting, I, I, mm-hmm. I wish we had something like this when I was in <laughs> medicine hat, this yeah. is really, really, really good yeah. uh, to hear, um, yeah, what would be, I guess, as we kind of start rounding this out, I guess one thing I would ask you is what would be some keys you would share or some uh, prime ideas about city churches and about how to walk together in unity and and just the you know people that are listening who are in different communities and I know that every temperature of every city is a bit different some are you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of collaboration Medicine Hat has generally been that kind of place I always found it to be um, yeah. very collaborative and there's a good community of churches but not every not every city is like that. And so mm-hmm. how can we posture ourselves as city churches and leaders towards the others so that we can help build that unity? Um, you know, I would say, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm a bit fortuitous because I'm in that chair position with the EA. And so just because of that position, and you would remember this, is everybody knows you. Uh, you know, or every, you know, other pastor just knows, you know, okay, when I think of EA, I think of Dave, you know, he's, he's the the go-to guy for, you know, anything citywide. And so I'm probably a, at a bit of an advantage in that regard. Um, but that said, I wasn't always in this position. Um, and so, you know, I know one thing, you know, that, that I really love about, you know, the, the collaboration or even just the idea that the, like you say, medicine hat, the EA has always been a quite a large group, um, you know, even though pastoral changes and all this kind of stuff. But I would say the biggest thing is just simply we're, we're friends, um, you know, and, uh, and, you know, like, like you said, kingdom, it's kingdom over brand or kingdom over church or kingdom over uh, denomination or, you know, and hear me out. Like, I mean, I'm all for seeing my church grow. I, I would love that. Right. Yes. Um, just because you can, <laughs> you can do more with more people. You can reach more with more people. Right. Um, but at the same time, like I, there's no, there's no hesitation, you know, on my part to say, absolutely. We'll host it at your church, you know, because I know that, you know, there'll be people that might go to his church because they got loved on in their parking lot. Right. Um, and being okay with that. And, and and I mean, really being okay with that, you know, Um, and just saying like, Hey, it's, it's about, it's about the kingdom. It's not about my church. Right. And, and honestly, if I can go back to that very beginning, right, where I said, like, holding our church with an open hand, that's what that is, right? It's realizing and understanding like, Hey, God, I'm not going to grow this, you're going to grow this. Right. And, right. and more importantly, you're going to grow kingdom. And so, you know, with, uh, with the EA and with the collaboration with other churches and whatnot, and I, I'm not saying we're perfect at this or anything like that, but I mean, 
I'm friends with other pastors and they, they know my shortcomings. They, I mean, we, we pray together. We're real with one another. Uh, they know what I'm struggling with. They know that, so you know, good. like I, I, I fear it sometimes they know, you know, um, but I think honestly, just that's the biggest thing. It's like you and I, the reason that we can collaborate is because we're friends. Yes, right? That's right. And, and so I honestly think it's the same way with, my friend Jim at Victory Lutheran and my friend Gary at uh, Family Church and my friend Steve at Hillcrest and my friend Mike at the link, you know, like it gives us this opportunity to actually link arms because when Very you're good. friends, you trust each other. And I, I could care less if a, a, a disciple or a, a new convert at my church gets discipled at Hillcrest. I mean, hey, it's kingdom, That's you know, good. and so love it i don't know that's maybe i guess the the best answer that i could give to that i i would agree There's, with you yeah 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 <laughs> no, i i would agree <laughs> with you i think that uh and obviously lots could be said but i i think that it's mainly the mindset as well of people and just and and just being kingdom and thinking we're all serving god together and and it's kind of what we went back to as well dave when we talked about the different flavors the different brands of church if you want mm. to put it that way yeah um it's the same in a city right every yeah. church is different every church has a different call every church has a different flavor and there's no one flavor that's better than the other it's it's just you know and and if we can all walk together if we can have a unity mm. even if some of our doctrine might be different, you know, um, yeah. some of our non-essentials are, are different and some of our practices might be different, but we can look beyond that and we can walk together. And I, I think you're doing a good mm -hmm. job of that, Dave, just from what I see, you know, it mm -hmm. just sounds exciting. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm thrilled about this, my city care and, uh, to hear what's happening and, you know, and I just want to just say, before we have you pray for us, um, just bless you in that. I pray that the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. continues to guide you and the churches of medicine hat and bridge church, you know, mm -hmm. into a mighty harvest. And uh, yeah. even as you come out of this COVID time uh, that we've all been in, um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping and praying with you that it will be, be a great time. I wondered if you'd finish off by just praying a blessing over everyone who's listening um, yeah. for their own, for their own churches, their own ministries, and also for those uh, cities, people in, in, city ministries and who are connected and just for that unity to happen in other cities as well. Absolutely. I'd love to. Father, I just thank you. Um, God, we just declare and we thank you that you are great, uh, that you are the great shepherd, that you care for us, that, uh, you know, we, we lack nothing uh, because you are our shepherd. And so Lord, I just, I just declare, and I speak a uh, blessing over each and every church, each and every, uh, leader, pastor, uh, lay leader, whatever it is that is listening in on this, God, I just speak blessing and abundance over them. Uh, father, I pray that you would pour out in their hearts, just a, a, uh, a deepened desire, uh, to just be all about kingdom. And so, Father, just uh, whatever that looks like in their ministries and uh, in uh, the different positions that they have, God. And uh, again, just as Ian said, God, we just thank you for the diversity that you've yes. given lifelinks. Uh, and I pray that we would uh, not look on the other side of the fence and say, well, it's greener on that. But God, that we would stay in our lane uh, to which you've called us. And so, God, I thank you for the diversity that is represented within lifelinks. And we thank you that, the, that we honestly, that we have 
greater power and influence because of that diversity. And so, Lord, would you be with each and every uh, listener? Would you be with each and every church? And God, I just, uh, I pray that uh, you give them strategy, God, on how to love their people and love their city and their towns uh, to an even greater measure. And uh, Father, we just count it an honor and a blessing uh, to be able to do, God, what we get to do. And we just thank you for that. In your name, amen. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for that great prayer. I'm sure everybody appreciated that. And we'll just believe God to do good things in our churches and communities. And speaking of communities, if somebody, if people are are listening and they're thinking, you know, that My City Care sounds amazing. I wish we could start something like that in our city or our town. How would they do that? Uh, They can just honestly, they can contact me directly and I will get them in touch with the uh, the right uh, avenue for uh, just getting more information on my city care. Uh, what's great about my city care is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, everything, complete infrastructure is already in place for every different program that my city care does. Uh, and you can just literally cherry pick on what you think would work good in your community. Uh, and uh, if, for instance, the street store, like the how to, the setup, um, you know, uh, what you need to be doing for clothing sorting and all that stuff. They have done just such a bang up job on making it an absolutely reproducible process uh, that, I mean, here's the thing. We, we pulled it off and did a street store within literally a month of saying we're Amazing. going with this and we're doing wow. this. And so, yeah, honestly, if you want to love on your city within greater measure, uh, just email me, Dave at churchforyou.ca, all spelled out. And I'd love to help you guys uh, reach and love on your community in a greater way. That's exciting. Thanks, Dave. That'll be great. Well, thanks again for that and for everything else you shared today. It was a delight to talk with you. And uh, thanks also to everyone who listen, who's listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, one favor you could do for us is please pass this along. If you like this content, share it on social media, share it to others in your ministry or church so they can hear it too. Um, we want to get it out there and, and just have people more aware of some of the leaders in our network and what they're doing. All right. So God bless you all. Thanks again, Dave. And um, we'll see everyone on the next podcast. Thank you for joining us for the Lifelinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.